Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Roadmap from Auto Finance News since 1996, the nation's leading newsletter on automotive lending and leasing. It's Monday, May 22nd, and I'm Joey Pizzolatto, joined by Riley Wolfbauer. This is our weekly wrap on what happened in auto finance for the week ending May 19th, 2023. In general economic news, applications for U.S. unemployment benefits last week fell by the most since 2021 after fraudulent claims in at least one state boosted the numbers in the previous weeks. Initial unemployment claims fell by 22,000 to 242,000 for the week ending May 13th, according to the Labor Department. On an unadjusted basis, claims decreased by the most in two months to just shy of 216,000, largely due to a drop in Massachusetts. U.S. households showed signs of increasing financial stress in the first quarter, with credit card balances not declining in the way they typically do at the start of the year and delinquencies rising for most types of consumer loans. Households added $148 billion in overall debt, bringing the total to $17.05 trillion, according to a report released by the Federal Reserve Bank of New York last Monday. Balances are now $2.9 trillion higher than just before the pandemic. In auto finance, lease check-ins at auction have nearly doubled year over year as lease equity begins to trend lower following a huge spike in positive equity early last year. Lease returns are tallying up about 5,500 per week at auction, up from about 3,000 per week a year ago, according to Cox Automotive. The uptick is a far cry from the 23,000 plus lease check-ins at auctions in a weekend prior to the pandemic. Meanwhile, a rise in traditional identity theft schemes contributed to $8 billion of auto fraud exposure in 2022, driven also by an uptick in synthetic identity fraud and additional pressures on consumers amid rising interest rates and high car prices. Total fraud exposure facing auto lenders rose to $8.1 billion in 2022 compared with $7.7 billion in 2021, according to an early look at the latest auto lending fraud trends report provided to auto finance news by risk management platform Point Predictive. Identity theft accounted for $1.7 billion in fraud loss exposure for auto lenders in 2022, as fraudsters who stole ID data to take advantage of pandemic-driven government stimulus programs turned their efforts to vehicle finance as assistance programs ended, according to the report. The increase is a marked shift from fraud types that were prevalent in 2021, such as falsified employment and pay information, Point Predictive Chief Fraud Strategist Frank McKenna said. Income and employment misrepresentation fell 34.8% year over year to $3 billion in fraud exposure in 2022. Still, unemployment and income fraud continued to be the most significant fraud risk for auto lenders. In fact, about 43% of fraud risk to auto lenders included some inflation or fabrication of employment, and it is estimated that between 1% and 10% of pay stubs are forged or include false information. Our coverage of the Auto Finance Summit East also continued last week. Namely, and unsurprisingly, digitization was top of mind for auto lenders. Riley has the details. Yeah, so to start, one thing that came out of the conference is uh, Farm Bureau Bank is in the process of implementing tech from FinTech and Sino 
to move parts of the bank's operations to a cloud environment and to better align functionalities across their different um, banking services. So the bank signed on with Encino to have a single platform across all channels and products and customer types. And so the bank wants people to really get comfortable and familiar with Farm Bureau Bank and their online presence. So they want the online process to look the same, whether a customer is opening up a deposit account or applying for a loan. Um, Farm Bureau Bank was looking for one partner that would satisfy operations for retail loans, commercial loans and deposits and Encino fit the mold for them. Um, so Farm Bureau Bank is purchasing four tech modules from Encino. They're purchasing the commercial loan module, treasury management module, retail loans module and deposits. And they're planning on implementing these modules over the next 18 months to two years. Um, so to start, they're implementing the commercial module, commercial um, loan module, um, since the bank does not currently have a commercial loan platform in place. So after they launch the commercial loan um, platform, they will then implement the treasury management. Then third, they will implement the retail loans. And then finally, they will implement the deposit module. Um, so the bank hopes to be generating commercial loans by the fourth quarter of this year, and then also hopes to be making new retail loans through Encino's platform by the third quarter of, of 2024. Um, so with this partnership, Encino's loan technology will be used from the start of consumer application to when the loan hits the bank's uh, portfolio. Um, this is not Farm Bureau Bank's first fintech partnership. Uh, they also utilize fintech Finastra for its core banking application and software company Q2 for digital service. Um, so Farm Bureau Bank is really putting this in place to get pushed forward on their technological um, enhancements and really meet the consumer online at, and get rid of the pain points of that they previously saw. Uh, so to switch gears, also during the conference, uh, Landon Starr, Chief, Re Chief Risk and Information Officer at Arivo Acceptance, touched on a couple areas of business that lenders can enhance with tech. And that, that first area that he mentioned was that there's a lot of opportunity for, especially in indirect auto, to create better partnerships with dealers through tech. And really what he was trying to get at is there's a disconnect from lenders offering and seeing um, a dealer's inventory online to then going into the dealership. Like there's a disconnect from the consumer from online to the dealership. He thinks there's opportunity for lenders to put their um, offering in on the front end with dealer inventory to pre-qualify consumers. So once they get into the dealership, they can just start the process and sign online and like see the car um, once they get in um, instead of seeing what they want online, going to the dealership saying, hey, this is what I want. Can I get pre-approved and having to do that all in person? So that's one area that he touched on. And then another area that he touched on was using artificial intelligence to improve customer servicing. Um, he mentioned that 
chatbot technology has come a long way and it can answer a lot more questions for consumers than it used to be able to. So why have somebody on the phone picking up calls and using that manpower time towards other things when you can implement a chatbot on your website to answer the easy consumer questions? Um, so he was talking how implementing a chatbot can save your workers' times, can save you money in terms of efficiencies, and connecting with consumers online is easier for them as well. Right. And, you know, a lot of the big players are already doing both of these things, right? Capital One, they've got their auto navigator platform that connects um, borrowers with inventory. Santander, also same thing, financing first, vehicle inventory, connecting dealers with consumers and Chase Auto for that matter. Um, on the, you know, chatbot side, you have GM Financial, who's been utilizing chatbots for customer service for years now. So definitely an area where, you know, some of the small, smaller players can really tap into to that digitization effort to, you know, lower their overhead cost and, you know, increase that customer experience. That about does it for today's episode. We'll have more exclusive fraud reports uh, for you all this week, so stay tuned for that. Thank you for joining us on the roadmap, and be sure to follow us on LinkedIn. We will see you online at autofinancenews.net, and here next time.